Also, this is a terrible name for the episode. I'm just saying. Unless the like low key edit is that Gabler is hidden in plain sight and he's gonna win. I swear to God. It, I swear to if God. We if we get to wins. the end of this horrific season and Gabler's the winner, I might never watch again. <laughs> All right, fam, here we go. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Escaping Reality. It's your girl Aggie on the mic today because she hasn't hosted in a while because her schedule hasn't allowed it. So here she is back hosting. I'm very excited to talk to you guys about Survivor Season 43, Episode 11 with my two best ladies, Stacey and Anna. But before we get into it, let me just remind you, we would love if you would give us a little like, a review, a subscribe, a follow, um, and or maybe tell your pals. We're on Instagram and TikTok. Look out for TikTok in Jan 2023. It's going to be lit, fam. We're on both of those things. So if you ever want to slide in our DMs, chat with us. We have a few of your DMs actually sitting in our fans who've spoken this week. We're very excited to chat with you about them. And telling your friends about the pod or getting them to listen is the easiest way to just like build our little community. And we've been getting some more recent followers. So if you are one of those friends, hi, welcome to the fam. Anyway, let's discuss season 43, episode 11, Hidden in Plain Sight. I was just telling these lovely ladies that of course I'm hosting the episode named after Gabler. This is penance for all the bad things I've said up until this point. But let's get into it with our initial thoughts. Stacy, my queen, you are up first. Okay. <laughs> let me let me jog my memory. This oh, is what God. happens when we watch live together. I immediately yeah. forget about it until That's Sunday. Thing. And then I'm like, and I oh didn't no. get your rewatch this week. So I'm like, oh my God, what happened? Okay. Okay. There were some good things. Like it was cool seeing that challenge back. I think that okay, I think that that whatever the whatever the advantage was that Cody got. I think it is a good idea. I think it just came a little too late in the season. Like I wish it had happened a little earlier because we had three people immune <laughs> at this tribal council. But either way, I these are things that they didn't do last two seasons that I like, both the challenge and that specific um, advantage. So I like that they're not just at a standstill. They're still trying to like find a perfect combination to bring this show back to life so they're trying what else I mean I personally didn't want Sammy to go home but it kind of seemed like his days were numbered (laughs) so it was bound to happen I feel like I liked a little talk about the fire making you know just seems like people are are thinking about the fire that is to come so I liked that and overall yeah it was I have mostly positive thoughts on this one so I really I think that the challenge was like the highlight so that was fun to watch Anna, what did you think? So I so much enjoyed the three of us texting, watching live. I actually did rewatch just like an hour ago this morning over my double espresso, which is hopefully going to kick in soon. I know that this season isn't over yet. And this was a really good episode that I enjoyed up until Tribal Council yet again. But I just cannot shake in my mind that like, this is not going to go down as a season I remember. It's going to live in a very similar place as like, 21 through 23 where they're just kind of throwing things at the wall it's got a lot of people who don't really know how to play the game juxtaposed with like one or two stars who at a certain point are just barreling towards the end like Rob Mariano coach Jesse like it's just it's really hard to get invested in what's going on when it's so clear that like not everybody's doing the same thing and I think it really is a bummer with regard to the advantages, because I also really liked the one that we saw this episode. Um, I like anything that gives them some kind of like chance to use their social awareness and their like mind skills. But you have a situation like we did in this episode where it doesn't do anything. You had three people immune at tribal council and it did not affect the vote at all. There was no conversation of like, what if Cody isn't immune? Do we take a shot at him? Do we like try to get him out? And then, you know, they're voting for Cody and then surprise, he is not vulnerable like same thing with sammy he stood up at tribal and said i'm gonna play my shot in the dark they all still voted for him and it didn't work so like you have all of this stuff going on that like on paper would make a really great episode but because of the context of what's going on in this season it just isn't land and it just makes me a little sad but i'm enjoying it because of all those elements it is just the overarching like i know where this is going and none of this stuff has any bearing on what's happening So it's entertaining, yes, and I do, I will give it that because that's a lot of the value of the show, 
But as an analytical viewer, um, adjusting my glasses, it's just kind of meh. And like after the season's over and all is said and done, I'm not going to remember. That makes me sad. Especially because this episode, Jeff at a couple moments was like, this is like harkens back to like the old days of Survivor, like when they were doing the challenge and like you heard the little like tingling of the theme music, like stop trying to deviate. Just go back to what you were doing before and it'll be better. I think Anna, your point about there were so many ways in which this could have ended in a bang and it just didn't. Because I agree, up until the vote, honestly, I mean, Tribal Council wasn't strong, but that's Jeff's fault. But up until the vote, I was like, there's so many things that could fuck this up, but none of them actually came to fruition. And I really think the fact that Cody's name was not up for question really shows you how in charge him and Jesse are. Like, Jesse was not immune, was not even a vague target. No one spoke about it once. Here's the thing. Maybe someone did, but if they're not showing it, it's not important to the overall edit, which again makes me be like, so him and Cody are going to win? I, ju- I don't know how to not, like it's a co-winner. We'll have a twinner situation a la RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star season four. Were they just so like shell-shocked from the accidental, spoiler alert, double immunity win that they were just like, oh shit, we just need someone to go home because- now what do we do? Like, I don't, you're right. It was a lot of like um, build up for absolutely no payoff. This is the point producers where you give someone a safe piece of paper. They all say safe in the bag. Okay. They all say safe in the bag. No one's going to know, but this is where you do it because it would have been chaotic because everyone voted for Sammy and Sammy voted for who? Cass? I don't remember. I'll have to look it up because now I want to know. That at least would have thrown something interesting into the game I will say because of the edit of him being good at fire I think it would have felt a little bit like a Ben situation of like production just letting him win oh and he didn't vote so what would they have done then he didn't have a vote they would have revoted and not had any time to they talk had and to it would have been great and that, and that would have caused some chaos yep that would have been fun and they might have taken a shot at Cody or something like that but Cody would have been immune like all of that that's when you just put f- six safe things in there. I do think it would, because Sammy's good at fire, like he might've in the end just muscled his way to the finale, which I think people would have been a little bit like a hero's healers hustlers, like, oh, so they just helped him get there. But then we got to get rid of shot in the dark. I'm not going to discuss shot in the dark really much more other than maybe at tribal council, but it's got to go. Anyway, that's where we're at, fam. I didn't really tell you my opinion on the episode. I feel like my opinions on the whole scenario are pretty indicative of how I felt but overall I liked I liked the episode until the voting and then I was like oh this meant nothing this whole episode meant nothing but congratulations to Owen and Carla for being amazing so we start the episode and I feel like last week I did not get the vibe that Sammy was in such a significantly bad position after this vote but the immediate edit is Sammy's in trouble. And I was like, oh, okay. And then when I saw the end result of the episode, I was like, oh, wow, we really had to paint a narrative real quickly, didn't we? But basically him and Owen were the only two who voted out of sync with everyone else. Is that right? I think it was just him and Owen. And Sammy won't claim the vote because he was voting with Carla and them the whole time. And then he has this weird confessional of like, oh, I guess I have to tell her. And then it's like very awkward. And then there's an edit of Sammy's fire making skills. And then he also straight up lies to Carla about Cassidy being the one who wanted to get her out when really it was him. So it's just a lot of Sammy, which I know you guys are also fans of Sammy. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on this complete heel turn in his edit, whoever wants to start first. But like, that's where we're at going into this like advantage thing that happens is like, it's mostly talking about Sammy and how he's a threat and then all his deceit. So I would love to hear our thoughts on Sammy and his gameplay. First off, I'm... (laughs) I, so remember we were on the call with our friends, Aggie, and I, def- I definitely missed like the first few minutes. I didn't even know that part happened. So it's news to me. Uh, I thought I really thought I was just missing some small things I didn't rewatch. But yeah, well, I think either last week or the week before I was saying that I was starting to get nervous for Sammy because it's just too obvious. Like when you even when you compare him to Gabler, at least Gabler's just kind of like going with the flow and not being the one to like, you know, even Sammy telling Carla when they were going to do that vote. It's like, yes, you were trying to help yourself, but like the others didn't know you were doing that. So it does seem kind of shady. So I was starting to get nervous for him. And I feel like this episode clearly 
they were getting nervous too. Like they didn't like just the way he was kind of going back and forth. So yeah. And then, I mean, you see him making the fire and it's like, we, we knew from actually episode one, that's like the one thread (laughs) they circled back to that he is good at making fire. So, I mean, when you add all those things together, it does seem like he would be a target if he did. And my other thing I will just say, like, I really thought he'd have a more competitive chance at these immunities the whole season. <laughs> like, I'm a little, sh- even it might have been this episode or last where Cody was like, yeah, he's a loser at, <laughs> like, he said something kind of mean at, <laughs> about immunity. He, he pulled a Jeff and was like, <laughs> yeah. he's a loser. He's a challenge yeah, loser. That's what he said. Like, okay. And I was like, but he's right. <laughs> like, he's never been like in the fi- last two standing for any immunity. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, those are my thoughts. I I was team Sammy, but it just seemed like his days were numbered pretty much. I mean, you knew that things weren't going to go well when his lie of trying to pass the buck of who voted for Carla was to be like, it was Gabler. And the rest of them are like, we know that Gabler wouldn't go rogue. He couldn't. He doesn't know how. And then Sammy had to be like, yeah, no, you're right. It was it was me. I don't know why I lied. My guy get it together like as soon as that happened and i was like oh my god he can't even he can't even lie going home immediate going home can i also just say i also feel like this weird scrambling is the only evidence i have that he is 19 this honestly this episode was like oh maybe he is 19 (laughs) of being like i tried to lie i couldn't it didn't go well it Uh, it was gabler literally (laughs) It was the only evidence we have that he's actually 19 for the whole season. Mm-hmm. So. It is very much like, um, didn't that happen to Xander? Like he tried to lie to Tiffany and she was like, I know you're lying. <laughs> he was Don't like, yeah. you lie to me, young man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this might've been his giveaway. Also, we finally got his emotional, you know, package. Which I didn't hear all of it. I think it's important that you called it an emotional package because it's it's not a story. (laughs) There is no story. (laughs) I want to be clear. There's no story. (laughs) It's that he loves his mom, I think. No, he had that whole thing about like, I don't want to fail to try. No, no. okay, honestly. No. I kind of liked this because I feel like it really summarized the entire season because nobody's trying anything. And I was like, you're all failing to try. No one's trying. things up like sammy's the only one who sure he's not really good at it but at least he's trying to do something like by standing up at tribal and saying i'm going to play my shot in the dark he didn't fail to try you know who fails to try gabler every day every day (laughs) in this game um so i actually kind of appreciated that because he's the only one who did something emotional package (laughs) regarding fire making i'm just going to throw this in here because there's nowhere else to put it and i want to i want to look back at this fondly in two weeks when we do get to fire making and see if I was right. So I was watching a YouTube video. There's this great YouTube channel called Once Upon an Island, maybe, I think. Shout out. Um, And they're great. They do a lot of videos breaking down like the storytelling via the edit and how you can spot things in Survivor. And so I just happened to be watching a video where they were talking about, I think, like winner's edits. And they mentioned something that then had me realize that as soon as the comment is made by Cody. They're all standing around. They're watching Sammy make fire. And Cody comments like, oh, man, I really wouldn't want to go up against Sammy in fire making. We cut to Carla making a face. Mark my words, Carla will be in fire making. And if she is, I think she will lose. I think that is what will lose her this game. Based solely on that, like, Cody makes a comment, cut to Carla being like, uh. I just, I just want to put it out there into the universe in case that's what happens. I just want to know that I was right. I mean, you are the one with all of your picks still in the game, right? Aren't all your people in the game? So I mean, James is oh, Jerry, God. but he's uh, yeah. he's still there, kind of, I guess. Noel is on the jury, so one of mine's on the jury. One of yours is on the jury, Anna. Wait, Janine's on the jury. Right? Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. yes. Okay, yes. I forgot because here's here's why we forgot. Side note: It's because they don't let them walk in and show I off their outfits that. anymore. Yeah. So what's the point? What's the point? I need to be able to admire Ryan because he's not there for gameplay at this point. He is just eye candy. So allow me to have that. Anna, I'm very intrigued to see if this is right. Me too. Because it's true. Like, why would you include Carla being weirded out by fire making? And if it is right, what, like these people need to practice fire making. I do not want that to be the reason she leaves. <laughs> yeah, that'll really hurt my heart. That'll really hurt my heart. Okay, well, Sammy's in a in a tough spot. 
And you know what he needs? An advantage. So here comes Jeff's boat. Without Jeff, though. And here he comes. He says, there's this random Fijian man. He's going to give you a letter. And it says, there's an advantage in the jungle. Go get it. (laughs) And then chaos. And honestly, this was as good as the edit of the um, tile house of cards falling. The number of people who were right next to it and the cameraman straight up staring at it. And they're just like, walk right past. Gabler missed it. Everybody missed it. And then Cody's like very casual finding of it where he's like, let me play like the cool guy, just like chilling, sitting here back and like, let me put my hand on this. And just like, I found it, but it was very chaotic and I loved it so much. And I love that they maybe based on the edit, it looks like they looked for 20 minutes and then they go, someone already has it. So we should just stop. And honestly, I have mad respect for that level of laziness that they were just like, well, someone probably has it now. So I'm out. Like, where did you get the idea that someone had it? I don't know why you thought someone had it, but yeah. And then Cody finds it. He finds out he can bet on someone to win. And if they win, he also gets immunity. So you have to kind of know the players in this game. They tell you what the challenge is. So you also get the advantage of knowing what the challenge is so that you can think about who might actually win it. And shout out to Nick, because we were all texting about this during the episode but nick reminded us that lauren had a similar challenge in island of the idols where she could bet on someone but she had to entice people to sit out to eat so that then she could basically have her person which was nora could have a better chance of winning and she literally enticed everyone to sit out and eat which was very good gameplay on behalf of lauren i kind of like that there was that additional element of like you had to be the master of your own fate there here it was Cody just had to kind of like know who was good at swimming and spoiler alert he was right but we'll talk about it in a second all right guys how do we feel about this little advantage scramble how do we feel about who got it and the advantage itself I feel good there it is (laughs) um I I don't want to make a sweeping general statement about the people that work on this show because like I'm sure it's a huge team of people who all work very hard and like they do put out a great product but like the editors are pulling so much weight when they're good they're great and this whole sequence was amazing as was the challenge this episode like whoever was the lead editor on this episode props to you whoever's the story producer on this season eh, maybe do better but this like this through the challenge was a delight to watch and I'm happy that Cody won and I think it speaks to his level of perception despite his goofiness he has that sort of like silly exterior but like he is incredibly perceptive in finding the advantage and being correct about who to bet on winning um and it's the little things like that that I think should he make it to the end he could really play up so I was I was really pleased with the way that this um went down and shout out to Gabler for being an idiot (laughs) My favorite shout out every episode. I was going to say, Aggie, I'm surprised you thought it was like quick because I actually thought they kept saying like, well, if I if we stop now, people will think we are stopping because we have it. So I, I actually thought they were there for a while. Just I think like, I may have misinterpreted Stacy. That's uh, fair. Well, I may have misinterpreted. I thought it was maybe just like kind of off and on where they would like kind of take a pause, but then they're like should we keep going but I don't know but anyway I did like just the mad scramble Sammy was so close he was standing right next to it (laughs) like I just it's what what seemed to be the case is like they were really looking down more like occasionally they'd look in the branches but they were just like looking down I was like just lift your eyes and you would literally have it even Gabler (laughs) so that was unfortunate but yeah Cody did a good job of just like seeing it not I mean his face did not show any um you know difference (laughs) that he had found it and then just grabbing it so he deserved it I do feel like it was almost created for Sammy though (laughs) to have a chance so like Cody just didn't need it that's the thing (laughs) no no because no matter what they do him and Jesse's name is in no one's mouth I think actually hold on is my Wikipedia thing still open has anyone voted for them Ever? Jesse. Like, I'm pretty sure. No, Cody's name has never been written down either. <laughs> oh, no. It was written down once by Justine. That's actually insane. Yeah, Jesse's has not, right? Yeah. Jesse's name has never been written down, and Cody's name was written down in week two. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is anyone going to wake up to this fact? I think our best bet is Carla. 
And even then, like she laughed in Kaylor's face when he brought it up. So I don't, I'm stressed. I'm okay. Work. Honestly, okay. We'll see how that goes. I just remember yeah, I agree. part from the scenes from next week's episode where they have a shot of um, Owen being like, I'd be willing to write Gabler's name. And I'm like, <laughs> would you be willing? Would you? You'd be willing to do that? Take one for the team? I'm sorry. Why hasn't it been like, just at this point, just get rid of Gabler because I I know it's my toxic trait, but I don't like goats in the fin- final three. I just, I don't care for it. I think it's lazy. And he's going to have nothing to say at tribal council. I just, I don't want him there. Anyway, maybe him and Carla do fire. <sighs> Can you imagine if those two do fire and Gabler is the one who gets in the final three? No, that's not the ending we want or need. Anyway, Cody has the advantage. He gets to decide who he thinks is going to win. What the only way you can describe this challenge is getting waterboarded, waterboarded, and to the delight of Jeff Probst. And so, just for background before we get into the challenge, Cody bets on Owen. There's something in the rules about like if he wins, I don't, if Cody were to have won immunity, it's just that he gets immunity and the advantage is nullified, right? Okay, just wanted to double check. Okay, so we're gonna get waterboarded <laughs> for three hours. Basically, you have to. I hate this challenge, actually. Like, I hate it so much. I liked the results of this one because it was very impressive. But this challenge gives me anxiety on the couch where I am very safe. I am like, this would actually give me so much anxiety. But basically, you have to hang on to like a great And as the tide comes in and waves go over you, you have to find a way to either like hold your breath and then come back and breathe or like make a little straw for yourself or whatever. But you have to stay with underneath the grate. I do think the smartest move is to hold your nose. That seems like a helpful like calming technique because then you just have to like not drink the water basically and just like kind of get into a rhythm. But in a wild twist of events, do we know the record for how long this challenge has gone before I don't think I do I'm gonna look it up while you guys chat about it but it definitely isn't three hours basically in the waterboarding challenge Gabler goes out pretty quickly Sammy and Jesse make it look a while I feel like maybe 30 40 minutes and then Cody goes out right after Jeff says they've been in for an hour and then you hear Jeff being like an hour and 52 minutes and then at around the two hour mark, Cassidy goes out and then it goes for two hours and 50 something minutes and the tide recedes. So Jeff in his glee and also anger goes, you beat the challenge. So now we have to give you both immunity. Cause like, there's no point if you can survive one tide, you're going to survive another tide. So why are we going to continue doing this? So in a wild twist of events, Carla and Owen both get immunity and by proxy, so does Cody. Because his person did win just as a twinner. So you guys talk about this the challenge. I'm going to do some research. How'd you feel? Were you into it? Did you hate it? I was into it. I mean, a lot of, I, yeah, I don't know the records from before, but to me, I think a lot of them lasted much longer than, um, it, than what typically has happened. I'm also always shocked to hear like that this challenge has only happened three other times. It seems like such a staple, but apparently it's only been three other times. Just kind of more in the old school days, I think. But I I really thought Cassidy was going to win. She just seemed so comfortable with like her legs kind of hooked in and just, I don't know, she seemed very focused. Um, Which, you know, after the tie happened, if you, I think I texted y'all like, look at her face because she looked pissed. And then- we find out she was pretty disappointed but I mean yeah I just I can't believe they basically broke the game <laughs> like they just the tide was gone and Jeff is like um th- there's no backup plan <laughs> so I guess you both win I mean that was shocking I do think which I think I texted y'all I do think they should have tried to have a tiebreaker because knowing that possibly three out of seven could be immune if you keep the tiebreaker, it just does not sit right with me. I think even if they didn't want to wait till another tide came in, it could have just been like, well, just hold on now and just see whose arms get tired or I don't know, just see who gives up or it's just some other tiebreaker, like something not even related. So that was my only thought, but they did amazing. I was happy for both of them. Um, and if you, I think everyone, you know, has probably seen on Twitter but apparently Owen like a decade ago 
um, posted in Reddit that he wanted to do this challenge, like before he ever even applied or anything. He's he like, you know what that tells me that the survivor producers read Reddit. <laughs> That's what that tells me. It is weird because they haven't had it in all these seasons. And then Owen's on the sea. Like, I wonder if they asked them, like, which challenge would you most want to do or something? And he said that and they're like, you know, it has been a while. Like, why not? <laughs> well, the other two seasons that it was in was the fans versus favorite seasons and Anna Palau. Yeah, I knew the best challenges. The best challenges are in that season. Tell me I'm wrong. Exactly. But yeah, the fact that he posted that on Reddit like a decade ago, he was like, is it weird that I kind of want to try that one? And then he got to, hey, talk about manifesting. There you go. (laughs) So that was, it was cool that he got to do it and he got to win. So wait, when it was in Palau, was that the one where was it Janu got out and they all laughed at her and Jeff was like, hey, what the fuck? Stop it. That was, wow, what a good season. I like this challenge. I will admit, like, I I do find myself holding my breath from the couch, which, like, is, shouldn't be happening in my brain, um, but it does. I do not succeed in this endeavor when I hold my breath. Um, I would lose the challenge, just saying. I just, whenever we do a challenge that's from the older seasons, and it's so good like this, like, it's so compelling, it's edited really well, it has a really interesting ending, um, it just reminds me that, like, sometimes the simpler the better. Like, it doesn't have to be this elaborate obstacle course with all these different things. And, like, you can just let the challenge go on and on and on. Maybe not in this case because the timing was a little off with when it ended. But, like, when you anticipate that it could go on for hours and hours and hours, I just think it it has the potential to be so compelling. Stacey, I agree with you. I really thought it was going to go to a tiebreaker um, before Jeff, like, made his little speech about it being over. But I think they probably thought what I wish would have happened, which is that, oh, wow, three people are safe. That's going to cause some chaos in like who they're voting for. And they were just wrong, maybe. But I do think it was cool to have two people, I guess, then three people be safe. I didn't like the use of the word historic in this context, because like as soon as Jeff was like, it's historic, I was like, you just ruined it for me. I'm no longer interested in this. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love this challenge. I love a challenge that goes on and on and on. And then they have to be like, okay, we're changing something. We're changing the rules on the spot because you guys, it's not working the way that we thought. It's always fun. The one thing about the advantage is like, I don't understand why he, they didn't reveal that he was, that he guessed correctly till after, which I guess this is down the road, but till after, like he was basically immune because who's going to risk yeah. it? Who's going to risk it to say like, he, especially when two people are safe. So if he gets one of those two people, he's also safe but they did not tell until after the votes. I think, again, kind of what I was saying in my initial thoughts, like I think in the minds of the producers, like writing these rules, they would think, oh, if like if Cody has a good enough poker face and can play his cards right, maybe he can cast doubt into the fact that he is safe and thereby kind of manipulate the vote a bit, a little bit. Like, oh, I don't know, like, I'm not safe, you guys. And then try to get people to vote for him so that he has more power. Like, I think that was the intention. But either Cody was just too safe in his position or it was too obvious that he would have picked Owen. Like, I think Gabler or somebody says, like, if he put down the name that I think he would have put down, he's safe, blah, blah, blah. So, like, that was the one line that we got as to why maybe they weren't going to even try to vote for Cody um plus his face at the end of the challenge was like a little too excited when it was down to just Carlo and Owen and he was like cheering them on but I think their intention was probably like oh if we keep it a secret maybe they'll still vote for him and maybe that will then cause like an uproar at tribal when oh like Cody has immunity oh my gosh we voted for him what's gonna happen now it just that didn't happen it could have it didn't I think that would have had more impact had Cody not been the one who found it mm-hmm. like if Sammy or Cassidy had found it it would have been more interesting because like they ha- didn't win but they were people's names who were kind of being bandied about Carla was at least entertaining the idea of voting Cassidy out everybody was entertaining the idea of voting Sammy out so if one of them had won then they would have had to play the game of like, we got to split the votes on someone else in case they're immune. It's pretty likely they're immune because it seems like people knew Owen was very good at swimming. I don't think there's been a challenge this far where I've been like, wow, Owen really like 
he's the guy like he's the Aussie of this season but I do think there was some general knowledge that Owen like swam in high school and like maybe swam in college so like he has like the ability to potentially do well with this or maybe he talked to the other castaways about how he loves this challenge that might have just come up so it seems like a pretty safe bet that people might have also done Owen so I think if someone like Sammy or Cassidy had found the advantage, then it would have been more interesting because people would be like, ooh, they're probably safe, but we still want to get them out. So what do we do? If they're not safe, we want to have enough votes on them that they'll go home still. But if they aren't safe, we still want them to be able to go home. And I think the difference there being like, if Sammy had had it, I don't know if he would have been able to act like he wasn't safe to like be able to run the vote. Do you know what I mean? Because I think that's what you do is you go, you kind of have to play up like, fuck, I didn't pick the right person or look downcast almost when Owen wins and be like, fuck, or like, you know, like slowly sort of sow seeds that like, shit, I didn't pick the right person so that then you could convince people to vote the way you want. Or yeah, I don't know, like how you want them all to go on you and just be like, oh, like it was my one chance to get safe. And I know you guys are all gunning for me then they all vote you and you vote for one other random person. Do you know what I mean? So I just think it was execute, not executed wrong, but just like not interesting because Cody didn't need to be safe. There's no like game to play with the votes because he didn't need to be safe. All right, let's move on from this really exciting challenge. This historic Wait, challenge, you, if you will. Did you know. find the records from- They weren't listed yeah. anywhere. Okay. People were just like, this was long. And I was like, <laughs> but I want to know how long it was the last time. Because I think Tom went for a while- the other two people who won it were Brenda in Caramoan, which I don't remember this challenge in Caramoan. And then Jason beat Ozzy doing it in Fans versus Favorites. Okay. If I were a betting person, I would say Ozzy and Jason were the highest length of time out of those three groups of people. But I'm not, I can't, I can't say for sure because there was not enough information on the internet because people didn't want me to know. <laughs> I did try and find out though. Okay, so then we get back. Cassidy's a little salty because she was there for basically like 30 minutes less than Carla and Owen. And so she doesn't have immunity. I would like to know, like Cass, if you ever want to come on the podcast, I would be intrigued to know what caused you to kind of go out because she seemed very calm. It seemed like out of nowhere. She was just kind of like, I almost feel like it was like, oh, they're going to just keep going. And I'm like over this now. And then the only real strategy we see in voting out Sammy, like they're still going to get out Sammy. But correct me if I'm wrong. The only real strategy we see is the idea of once again, Cody and Jesse coming up with an idea. Cody and Jesse want to convince Carla to vote Cass so that when everybody else votes Sammy, we sow like deceit between Cassidy and Carla. It doesn't really work. Like everybody votes for Sammy. I think it's a cool idea. So I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts. I think it's a cool idea in an attempt to sort of sow discord. So what do you guys think? So I'm actually going to take it back a couple beats because what we see, not first, but what we see before Jesse and Cody are talking is Jesse and Carla are talking. And it's the moment that Jesse makes the realization or the recognition that Carla would rather keep Sammy around over Cassidy that he's like, oh, so we should get rid of Sammy then. Like he was down to get rid of Cassidy. But then when Carla was like, yeah, let's get rid of Cassidy. He was like, wait a minute. If Cassidy is no longer a piece of Carla's game, why would we get rid of her? Let's get rid of Sammy because Carla flagged that she would rather keep Sammy. So Jesse takes that information. And then we have the conversation between him and Cody, which is kind of the first time that we see them not entirely on the same page, which I thought was interesting because... We hear Cody say all the reasons why Sammy is a threat, even though he's sort of like, well, I would rather we vote Cassidy. But I think they probably talked about both and we only heard the reasons that Sammy is a threat because Sammy ended up going home instead of being like, here's the pros, here's the cons. Like we just heard Sammy would be a fine person to get out because of X, Y, and Z. But I did think it was interesting that we saw Cody kind of push back on Jesse for what I think was the first time being like, it's great. Like, we both bring in different perspectives, but I think it was more tension than that of him being like, no, I actually think we should get Cassidy out in this instance. Obviously that doesn't happen, but I don't know. I just thought it was interesting to see. I don't know if that all made sense. It did. I think there is nuance to this 
and I found it not compelling. So I think that's why I didn't do a good job of capturing it. But thank you, Anna, for clarifying, because I do think there was some nuance there. I do think you're right that Cody and Jesse, I didn't read it as them having any tension at all. Anna, I really do think that they are a pair that is going to listen to each other and take each other's ideas and listen and try and figure out if there is possibility there and what is the best move for them. I truly do think they are thinking in lockstep, what is going to get the two of them to the final three? I will be floored if one of them turns on each other. Absolutely flabbergasted, mainly because I think they know that no one else is really playing. So at that point, why not battle it out for a million dollars with someone you actually give a shit about? Stacey, did you have any thoughts? Yeah, my main takeaway was just the fact that Jesse's name still hasn't been said because this was the vote to get him i really think this was the vote to get him it would have been the easiest time to get him like even i mean i don't know all the numbers but i feel like even if cody didn't do it they like it still could have happened so like if sammy's shot in the dark worked if just one person put uh jesse he goes home of course the shot in the dark didn't work but they are just letting him they're giving him a clear path to the win and I just really thought this would be the week that especially since Cody was they were assuming Cody was safe that they would just say like well we can break him up I mean even like did Gabler say try to say anything again like because he brought it up the week before so I was just obviously not Stacey obviously like and I don't know because I'm trying to remember like what was Sammy's main plan like what like in this before five before uh tribal like who was he trying to get target instead of himself? I can't, I really can't remember. I think he and Carla had talked about getting Cassidy out. Getting out Cassidy. Uh, okay. See, I think he should have said. I think uh, that was the plan. But like, he- why didn't we hear more from Sammy? Why didn't we yeah. hear from Cassidy? And I. Where's just- Owen? What's he coming for? Nobody? I just, I really think Sammy's best play would have been t- putting Jesse's name up there of like, don't y'all think he actually is going to win if he gets to the end? <laughs> Guys, you're just giving a lot of evidence that Sammy's actually 19. <laughs> the fact that he didn't think to throw it onto anyone else other than Cassidy shows his sort of naivete in this game. Owen, Anna, to answer your question, Owen was so concerned for being on the wrong side of the votes the last three. I don't think he was trying to figure out who it should be. I think he was like, someone said, Sammy, I'm voting Sammy. I will not be on the wrong side of the vote for the fourth week in a row. I just won't do it. But it is wild to me because Jesse and Cody are trying to sow seeds of doubt between Carla and Cassie. Why are Carla and Cassie not trying to sow seeds of doubt or get out their partner? And here's the thing. Maybe maybe they think Jesse has an idol or maybe they're like, Cody will play his idol for Jesse. Like something to be like, why is Jesse's name not being used? Also, Next week's the last week they can use their idols. Are they just going to slam them down and be like, bitch, like we're safe. See you at fire. Like I need some drama next week. I need the idols to be played. I need something to happen. If the idols don't get played, all three, all three are still there. If they do not get played next week, get rid of them for the next season. Like stop it. If if you're going to keep putting stuff in this game that does nothing and matters not, take it out take it out stop doing this it's wild to me if they don't get played that we've maybe moved beyond idols like that is bizarre to me and i don't or like even to be completely honest sorry i'm going off now if it's at the point where like oh they kept their idols the whole game and like they're just playing them because it's their last chance but like they weren't gonna get voted for anyway that's the same thing. That's just as bad as mm-hmm. them not using them you holding on to it the entire game to play it just because it's time and you're not actually saving yourself? No, that's so fucking stupid. I'm sorry, do something. I don't have words, but like, yes, I'm also annoyed. And I think this will come up when we talk about Stacy. what Speaking Llama sort of DM'd us about when we went to ask them some questions, because I do think this a little bit comes up. It's just like, at what point did it become about this? Like, I don't know. I just, why is no one playing like Dean <laughs> a little bit? Like Dean was too much, but it was fun to watch. Like it was fun to be like, oh, hell yeah. Like he's just trying to be like up in everybody's business a little bit and be like, I got all this stuff. Like it's lit. Like something I'm bored watching this. Like you all have idols. Why was it at all a plot point that Jesse had two idols? 
it's been brought up multiple times and he's never used it like he hasn't needed to use it at all so i'm just i'm confused at this point i'm just confused because there's been no talk of flushing idols either which is the most interesting version of them anyways why are we doing nothing i don't know it's weird i don't know i don't like it i don't like it has anyone seen that interview with chris evans we'll talk about it later anyway so going into tribal we're like it's gonna be sammy and jeff makes a metaphor i think about the tides because it's related to the challenge i think it's about the tides i didn't write it down because i was too annoyed it was about the tides okay great anna do you remember any of it or did you also ignore well i i remember probably too much of it um so they get to tribal (laughs) and jeff is like i was thinking about you guys after the challenge <laughs> i'm like uh immediate vibe check immediate this, vibe. this whole um recap is about to be vibe check so jeff they sit down in tribal and jeff's like i was thinking about you guys today after that historic three-hour challenge and i was thinking about the tides and the thing about the tides is they're never the same they're always changing but the one thing that you can count on with the tides is that there's always going to be a low tide and a high tide. I, by the way, I did not realize I remembered this much of it. <laughs> to like, check me how much of this is word for word. I bet it's more than I anticipated. So he's like, you can always count on a low tide and a high tide. And then he drops the word analogy and he's like, now if you turn that into an analogy for Survivor, there's always going to be a low point and a high point. And it's like, did you really need to explain that? Like, we got it. But okay. Um, And then they get into vaguely talking about, you know, the lows and highs of the game. And then at some point, like, it morphed into another analogy. Like, somebody responded and turned it into, like, another concept. Like, they were talking about tides, and then all of a sudden it was something else. It was bizarre. But, yeah, that's what he says about the tides. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) I hate how much of that you knew. But I'm glad I was right about the medium through which he discusses this. He does talk about the tides. And then Jeff makes a cheeky mention of Shot in the Dark. And Sammy, at, with no hesitation, is like, I'm going to play it. And we were like, okay. I actually didn't think that was the most interesting part of him announcing that. I thought what was interesting was all of the jury was on Sammy's side. All of them were like, yeah, Sammy, go, Sammy, get it, Sammy. And I was like, honestly, this is just showing that the other five are savvy because, no, the other six, who's left? I don't know. Six people, I think. I think it was really smart of them to not only realize he would be a threat at fire, but he was definitely a threat to get votes from the jury people were on his side on the other side of that bench so i think it was i i was struck by how many of them were on his team so that happened i was gonna say what um anna put in the chat too i i I actually think they are just as bored like part of being on the jury is like front row seat to to all the drama and you don't even have to be stressed because like it doesn't affect you but there's nothing interesting so I really think him saying like, well, like announcing he was going to do the shot in the dark. They were like, oh, here we go. Finally, something. And then it doesn't like they had the same experience we had, <laughs> I think. So unfortunate. But I do think even though we didn't see him really strated or really fighting before tribal, I think he did as much as he could at that time of like during tribal council. Like I think him announcing it, him like, you know, Carla was kind of mad and he was like, well, what do you, I mean, if you're really being honest, it shouldn't matter. So you shouldn't be upset. Like I thought he handled the tribal well. The only other thing I think he still could have just said, or we all just switch and vote Cody. I mean, not Cody, Jesse. (laughs) Like it's not too late to just abandon all plans and vote Jesse. At least I kind of would have lived. Yeah, at least to put his name out there because, or you know, when people have a bitter comment at the end when they're leaving, you could have been like, "Well, congrats on the win, Jesse. <laughs> like, see you in a couple of weeks, or really a few days." <laughs> so, but I think the jury was just bored, like Anna was saying. To piggyback off of what you just said, also, where was the bomb drop of? By the way, I'm 19. Where was the gotcha moment? What was it all for? Is it going to come during final tribal? Like, is he going to bring it up as a jury member being like, by the way, I was 19 the whole time and none of you knew. Like, we just kind of dropped that plot line weirdly close to when we started doing Sammy as a plant check. They kind of just stopped including it as part of his storyline because <laughs> they knew that we knew. Hmm. But like, where was the bomb drop? And if there was no bomb drop, then what was the point of lying to them? You could have just been 19 the whole time. Was it only if you were going to be in final tribal that then you were going to like it was going to be part of your resume? Because that would have been a bad plan. 
like but I agree I just I kept kept waiting for him to be like and here's my final mic drop whether it's like pointing out Jesse or even honestly pointing out like Carla for being duplicitous because when they had their little back and forth when he was like I'm playing shot in the dark and she's like well now we gotta scramble and he's like hmm why why are we scrambling like he just didn't he didn't blow it up the way that I thought that he might based on how like kind of chaotic he was this episode and it was a little disappointing there was a lot that could have happened this episode that didn't happen Nana so that feels very on brand and with that non-exciting ending that's the end to our young king Sammy hope BYU is having fun with you my dear one day someone will teach you the joys of alcohol and it'll be great for all of us can you imagine like a drunk sammy i honestly can't and it sounds i'd be afraid i think it could be kind of chaotic and i live we gotta do castaway of the week and honestly i don't know if i have one at this point i'm a little pressed i think it has to go to cody i guess i don't know i don't know it was such a boring episode in terms of like i mean i guess i could give it to owen or carla but neither one of them had anything to do with the vote so i just like they could get castaway of the week because of the impressive job in the challenge i guess i don't know guys i am i'm struggling here i'm gonna give it to owen because i've never picked owen as castaway of the week and he voted on the right side of the vote for the first time in four weeks it is very impressive how well he did in the challenge him and carla both deserve a million shout outs just for like being badasses but no one influenced this vote really i feel like sammy wrote his own story here so i we're gonna go with owen for the uh challenge stacy you're next i don't know if i've done him before but i have to say jesse because just the fact that his name was not discussed at this point when three people were immune. I mean, it like if he doesn't win at this point, I'm gonna be shocked. Something wild would have to happen next episode or yeah, next two episodes for him to not win. He has an idol, maybe two. Like, I just it's like he didn't even have to do anything this episode to still be in the best position. So he's laid the groundwork very well, I guess. Oh my gosh. The mastermind song is just like him. Like, it's just him at this point. It literally is. When I said lay the groundwork, I just thought about mastermind. So. Wait, a fan edit? Is that a TikTok? Do we make a fan edit? A fan cam of I think Jessie? we need to make the TikTok. <laughs> But yeah, and I'm actually shocked he hasn't been my castaway of the week. I think it's all because from the start, I was just like, his story is like too obvious. But here we are. I guess that's just how it goes. So I desperately want to pick Cody because I do think that he is like the MVP this week. And I love him. I followed him from my personal Instagram. And that's how you know, like the love is real. I also followed Cassidy after her meme of Mean Girls. One time I got waterboarded by Jeff Probst. It was awesome. But I also actually am going to pick Owen because of the challenge win. I will reiterate that I'm disappointed that he didn't try to steer the vote and have more power, not only in this episode, but literally the entire season. Like if he makes it to final tribal, I don't, I don't think he has much to stand on other than like, I played from the bottom, which is impressive, but how much did you actually quote unquote play from the bottom? But I do feel as though the best moment from the episode came from him which is when he made the only good analogy we've seen this season, talking about the peanuts and comparing himself to trying to kick the football like Charlie Brown. Um, It was just a really cute moment. He has so much personality. And if you go back to the beginning of the season, every time he has a confessional, like he's so charming. He has something I I think valuable entertainment wise to say. So even though he's not like playing the strongest He's crushing it in challenges and he's so adorable to listen to. So I'm picking Owen. He is very lovely to listen to. I do really like him. He has a real like way with words, which I appreciate. I think honestly, my biggest thing for Owen is like, I wish we'd kind of, I wish we'd seen him start on better footing because he started really strong. And then because his tribe was such a disaster for so long that like, it just seemed chaotic and like weird rather than like, him actually starting with a strong footing in the game. I think he would be a great contender to come back because I think he will have learned a lot from this process as well. So I guess my shout out, my castaway of the week for Owen is better now and less sad because <laughs> I do actually really enjoy him. Okay, we're going to quickly do fans have spoken. I'm going to skip to Jesse's first and then we'll come back. Um, So shout out to Jesse, friend of the pod. We were one of her top listen podcasts in 2022 on her Spotify wrapped along with like sibling rivalry and Los Culturistas, which honestly, that's the right company. That's the company I want to be in. Jesse just said, get Sammy on the pod for a tell all. And I honestly, that's iconic. And at Sammy, if you're listening, 
I absolutely would love to interview you. The goal for me will be to figure out if you're actually 19. I will ask very specific questions to make sure that you know have the knowledge of a 19-year-old. But um, I would like a tell-all. Does anyone have what else they would like to hear from Sam on this pod? On this pod tell-all? If we get Sammy like, what a redemption arc, you know? We turned such a corner on him. And we could like, we wow, could- I really was not on TV. We could Sammy splice so together- like a little montage of all of our clips of like I hate this kid he's so annoying why is he here like he's not 19 to us being like same as my castaway of the week and that could play at the beginning of the episode it'd be great I will say uh, he doesn't have a lot of pictures on his Instagram which ah Sammy you this you're not 19 but the one from the only like non there's two non-survivor ones I think and the first one is from 2019 and I think it's a prom picture so like if he was in pro- at prom in 2019, how old is he? He's 23. I'm sorry, you don't go to prom until you're at least 17. Unless he was hot as a freshman and they invi- <laughs> and someone invited him, which I well, mean, I would believe. You know, Jesse was right. Look how much time we have spent deep dive. <laughs> Let's just get him on. Let's just get him. He, he I'm gonna most- cut out some of our deep diving, but he wow. is the most fascinating person on this season. I'll give him that. <laughs> mysterious oh my god i have only questions now i have literally learned no information that was like finite i'm just gonna <laughs> ask more questions so jesse you're right we should have sammy on the pod i have things to discuss with open him. invitation to sammy open invitation sammy you want to come on the pod we would love to hear it stacy can you give us a little intro Shout out to Will Kleinschmidt. Um, I hope I pronounced your last name correctly, sir, for responding to our fans of Spoken Box and was like, the storytelling this season was horrendous. And then I asked him to expand <laughs> and I said, you can yes, send Stacey, a voice good. message. So then yes. he sent a voice message uh, from his library, the library of his school at 9 p.m. <laughs> but he did respond. I can't listen back to it now, but it was pretty much saying that the storytelling, like we just, there's no connection from episode to episode. It just feels like single episodes that are not a series of events. I think he mentioned like the Carla, Sammy thing. Like, when did we find out they were close? Like, when do we find out just any of these people's connections and so yeah I mean that was pretty much it we went into more depth but it sounds like he's not a fan of this this season so we're not the only ones and yeah I appreciate the the message because I I mean this kind of goes into what happened with speaking llama too where I messaged them and just asked based on what we discussed last week like are we the only ones bored with tribal specifically, but kind of everything, <laughs> but mostly tribal? And let me pull up. Caleb responded and said he agrees. He does feel a little bored in tribal. It feels like something is kind of out of place. And then he said a lot of it may be that we are getting some backstory, but it just feels so forced now. We're not getting a lot of the unplanned just interactions. Like we're not just getting the unedited, I mean, still edited, but more like natural interactions between the players and then to tribal council. I think his point about the advantages is a good one about how all the like power players are the ones with the advantages. So they're not, they're either not getting played or they don't matter. So it just kind of comes out to not in the end, which is like kind of boring. That's true. Like they're just, Oh, and he talked about the beware advantage. He basically was like too revealing. We meant knowledge is power, but Caleb did specifically mention the beware advantage. So we might come back to that next week. The beware advantage gives too much information and I feel like the fear of the beware advantage is also diluted. Like, I feel like they've said, well, we're just going to tell people we have advantages. And I'm like, but isn't that like the secret keeping is bad. And the beware advantage is just a really good example of that. And it's like, I mean, we're about to get into vibe check, but like Jeff literally says to Cody, it's his secret to keep. And I'm like, are you trying to tell them to keep secrets, Jeff? Like, what is this? But it's because no one keeps a single fucking secret ever anymore. Otherwise, we wouldn't have had to play turtle shell game with our freaking advantages when we knew someone had the beware advantage. Like, if you would just shut up the first time, it wouldn't have mattered. Like, I don't know. It's bizarre. Or like, tell one person. Like, it doesn't need to be every single advantage that's had gets shared once and then spreads like wildfire. 
Like if it if it were mm-hmm. a case with the beware advantage where one person, your ally on your original tribe knew, and then when it got to the merge, they could like leverage that information or maybe use knowing how you got your idol to figure out who else had one. But it's not like Noelle showing up to the merge and being like, oh, by the way, here's what everybody has. I'm just going to tell you all because we're now we're all here. Mm-hmm. It, it can be shared, yeah. but it shouldn't be spread, yeah. if you will. That's true. And then the other thing about tribal council, he was saying that the conversation, which I think this goes back to what we were saying with Jeff, like he's just not asking the same types of things. Um, Because Caleb said, you know, he's not asking about like, how's camp life going? Or even remember when they used to always ask who's the leader right now, which Caleb made a point to say, like, he doesn't actually miss that, but it still helps to like drive conversations about the dynamics of the group. Whereas now it's like, they all just get along and just vote together and <laughs> nothing interesting happens. So thank you for those thoughts um, from Speaking Llama. And it sounds like we're not alone. I mean, between Will, between Speaking Llama, it just seems like something is missing. <laughs> Something's off and it's not for me. All right, let's vibe check our King Jeff probes. Anna, do you want to go? Yeah, I have one. Mine is, it's a little more straightforward than usual in that like, it's, it's not funny, haha. But I was like, it needs to be checked because it's been going on the whole season where things will just be over explained to the point where like, I don't know who's I, I did highlight the editors earlier saying they do such a good job. But every once in a while, they'll include a line of dialogue that is literally redundant. Like it is a redundant line. And if you know anything about editing, like everything should have a purpose. So why would you include a line that just says the same thing again when you could include something else, especially in a season like this where all we've talked about is like how much is lacking? I just find it so bizarre. So it's before the challenge and they're about to draw for spots and Jeff literally is like, let's draw for spots. Who are you going to be sitting next to in the water? And I'm like, A, number one, they're not sitting, but okay. And number two, you just said, let's draw for spots. We know what that means. You don't have to say like, let's draw for spots and find out who you're going to be sitting next to in the water. Like we, why? Just say, let's draw for spots and do the challenge. And he's been doing this all season where like, he'll say something and then say it again. Or like, he'll explain what we're seeing as we're seeing it as if we're idiots. And I just don't like it. And that's all. So it's not even like a funny, haha, Jeff did this really like crazy thing. Like, just stop being repetitive. He's been repetitive all season, just with a slightly different analogy, but it's all been saying the same nonsense. So feels on brand. Um, I have two. So Stacey, do you have yours? Because you can maybe go first and then I'll pick up if you don't pick one of mine. Or yeah, if you pick one of mine, mine was kind of talked about, but it was just um, when he's like, I've been thinking about you at the challenge and then makes the high tide Ugh. analogy. It's just, I just want, like, I think if you want to do analogies, it's too forced. It's too forced. That's my thing at this point. It's like, he's really pulling for something that's not there. <laughs> I just need him to stop. So that's my vibe check. Um, I have two nuggets of just gem things that Jeff said. Are we ready? One of them. If Cody bet on Gabler, that bet is over when Gabler goes out first. I thought that was quite funny. And at the end of the challenge, Carlos says to Jeff, or like close to the end, she goes, Jeff, you still there? And he goes, I'm still here. I have some more gray hair, but I'm still here. And honestly, it was funny. Those were two funny things that Jeff said, and I enjoyed them both immensely. Let's do one quick rapid fire. RIP to the young king, Sammy. What was your favorite Sammy moment from the whole season? Does anyone have one immediately? They're like, this is it. This is this is the thing that I loved the most about Sammy and they would like to start. I mean, I have many. (laughs) So one would just be the very first episode when he says he's going to like try to hang back and not like show all his strengths yet and not become a target. And then he helps them make fire like instantly as if he's just been making fire his whole life. And then he helps them with the puzzle when he's like, check this out and helps them basically win that puzzle. So just... (laughs) The like plan going, you know, awry from two minutes in to that being at the island. So that's mine. Oh man. Anna, do you have a Sammy moment for us? It's not so much a moment and I don't want this to sound like snooty, but I noticed it in this last episode in Tribal Council. And then I'm wondering if it 
happened throughout the rest of the season as well. And it, it, if it did, it should have been a tell that like, oh yeah, maybe this is someone who hasn't yet finished college because like something about his sentence structure when he spoke was just like a little bit like a child speaking. <laughs> like we're, I don't even really know how to explain this and I'll have to go back and find the moment that I'm thinking about from this tribal council where like he said something and I was like, that's like that's not an adverb and you just used it as one like and I don't know I feel like I sound like such a dick but sometimes he would say a sentence and I'm like that's not that doesn't sound right dude it's not how that sentence but not in like a like in stupid way just in a way that I'm like I feel like you're talking too fast and you're not thinking about like your word placement and like also you haven't had food so I'm gonna give you a break on this one but there was just something about sometimes when he got going and he would speak and I would like hesitate and and realize that that's not the order that those words go. So <laughs> mine's a little bit mean, but sorry, Sammy. <laughs> Love you. Miss you. I'm trying to think of like a particular moment where I was like, ooh, Sammy, there he is. Like, this is my guy. I had one earlier and I should have written it down because now I've forgotten it. Honestly, I I think it would be in like a nice memory of Sammy. I think he was always very encouraging of people in challenges. Like he was always the one to like shout someone out and be like, you got this, like keep going. And he also, I think he was almost the perfect person to be paired with Noel in that one challenge when they had pairs. He was just like so incredibly like kind and just like, you got this. Like, I'm not upset or frustrated if you don't get this. Like, I don't know. I think he genuinely does have a beautiful spirit. I think he just sort of, again, in this last episode, I started to believe he was 19. But I think... Yeah, I think he just is like a genuinely kind spirit. And I think he just lost the plot a little bit. And so sad to see him go. Sammy, can't wait to see you showered on the jury, even though they won't give you a runway walk in. But can't wait to see you showered on the jury. And with that, catch us next time talking about the jury. And the last vote out before the final episode, I believe we're going to have a final five in the last episode where we'll have one challenge and a vote fire making and then final tribal so catch us there two more episodes till the season is done fam and we'll see you soon love you mean it and uh thanks for escaping reality with us bye bye